Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. It's a lot of weeks to plan. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. Stand against it. Stand against it, people. That's not what summer is. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. Summer, is that, is that happening again this year? A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. Left to their own devices, they will be on their devices. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. This is Margaret. And this is Amy, and we're talking about summer plans. It's what summertime. What are our kids doing this summer? I, I have an email in my inbox just this morning, like with like lots of flashing, uh, whatever they call that, you know, when, when it, there's like moving stuff in your email, which is not welcome ever, right? And big <laughs> flashing lights. And it says, this what are your welcome. kids doing this summer? What are your kids <laughs> doing this summer? And I didn't need the reminder or the additional uh, blood pressure raising reminder, but uh, but thanks. Well, it is the time of year where everyone is like stressing out about this because it pick up every day. You know, I'll run into people and you're just trying to make conversation. And I'm like, oh, so what are your kids doing this summer? And like, it's like popping a popcorn kernel. Like everyone's like, oh my God, it's summer. Is that, is that happening again this year? And you're like, no, no, no. It's happening again. You're like pretty soon now. And it's just, I, I, I've decided to stop asking people because I'm just basically torturing them. I think I think we did as a as a people suffer from the um, delusion that summer would actually never come well, in the United States this year. For those of us on the east coast of the United States of America, let me tell you, we had good reason to be delusional. I mean, I'm still sitting here in a heavy sweatshirt. It's it's cold. Yes, it's it's gray and rainy and 50 degrees. It has been so gray and rainy and cold this whole spring that it's hard to get in your mind that like soon we'll be like shorts and sunscreen and like your kids need to be somewhere all day every day. Your kids need to be somewhere. Yes, and it's a long summer and I do do you like do your kids have a long summer my kids I feel like get out before everybody certainly before their cousins get out of school and then they go when back do your to school. kids get out my kids get out when my my high schooler gets out June 6th and wow my, that's early and and my um I know it's like college almost and my and my younger two get out around June 12th and they don't start again any of them until September 10th so I've yeah, I mean, you do actually have a longer summer months. my kids get out 24th of June and then they go back the day after Labor Day and I like it but it's it's a lot it's a lot of weeks to plan. Yeah, it's a I mean I do. Rasa. I the first summer we moved back to New York I was working and so I really had the problem that I had to cover the kids full time and that is very stressful. But now I'm self-employed, hooray hooray, and I don't have any of the summer pressure and I'm really looking forward to summer. It's it, you know I have some research and stuff to talk about that, how, how summer is even more complicated when you, when you have parents who work outside the home and, and you can't sort of soften into the, oh, we'll just have long days and we'll figure we'll some stuff sleep out. sleep in and pick dandelions and roll around the yard. Right. Yeah. And even, even when, and, and so I've, I've usually been at home with my kids at least part of the time. And in the past, I have, I have found when they were younger, it was easier to plan something, to do the day camp, and they could all do the same thing. And as they've gotten older, it, you get more into these sort of one-off. 
this is a basketball camp and this is a one week lacrosse camp and does does so and so want to go to you know Valley Forge for a five day leadership camp and then, and you, and you right. start to like be putting together a patchwork of different things in your in your older kids with different interests going different places and it gets more complicated I used to put three kids on a bus to day camp in the morning on a school bus still doing it and like goodbye and it was the most glorious site I ever saw that, that I don't bus we don't away. have a school bus but I, I drop them all at the same day camp they go all day every day it's like cheap as dirt and it's heavenly because I I can't start any episode without a trademark Margaret Abel screed <laughs> I will start I will just launch us off go ahead go ahead camp has become insane summer when we were young I mean I don't know I get that like when we were kids but Summer has gone from an activity of like open the doors, ride bikes, get sunburned, go to the town pool, come home, lay around, play some video games, go to bed, has become like, we'll do a week of like, starting when you're nine, like do a week of Mandarin camp. You should not finish summer unless you can speak Mandarin. Then you'll go to learn to build a robot camp that actually works then you'll go to like i can build my own skyscraper here i go camp like it it's become bonkers in a way that i stand against but what are you what are you uh, is is it the kinds of camps or is it that there's camps it's I, i'm a the little kinds I'm a little confused of camps and that there's camps like okay you have a two-part camp, problem both so camp used to be like go drink bug juice jump in the pool run around with crazy kids, and the people who took care of you were 12 years old. And you went until you were 10, and then 11 and 12, you became a CIT, where you trained to be the counselor. And then at 12, you started to be the counselor. And no camp more. was like, get bitten by bugs, be fairly unsupervised, run around in a giant pack. We didn't even honestly do those kind of camps. Our camp was like, we went to my grandmother's house for six weeks, and she lived near the coast in Connecticut, and we would go to the beach all day every day and like make up crazy games for 12 hours. And the only rule is we weren't allowed to come inside the house. Like, but the new world of like, I will teach you how to code a supercomputer. It, it, I, I just don't, I, I stand against it. Well, I don't think you have to send your kids to a coding camp if you don't want to, but I am, I am going to say, I think you got to send your kids to something. I mean, I, I wish the go outside and come home the church bell used to ring at 6 30 in my neighborhood right um and that was the time to come home for dinner and then we'd go back out right i mean that was at 6 30 the whole neighborhood would scatter go inside and eat dinner i feel like if you if you still have that going on where you live lean in but but right. i i don't i don't think that exists most places and it's for a lot of reasons but i think it's the it's the phones it's the screens it's the our kids if left to their own devices will watch youtube videos eight hours a day and and they have and you have to you have to have some structure unfortunately because left to their own devices they will be on their devices constantly i found an article called uh, let your team be bored this summer by nancy mm -hmm. schatz alton and she she quotes a um psychologist his name is william Sticksrud. he's the author of the self-driven child okay and he says tell your team that summer's going to be their call lay out the pros and cons of all the options and then say, figure it out. The right message is, you're the expert on your life. But then, like, a paragraph later, he says, when you see a spark in your child, you have to pour gasoline on it, that you have to help your child become self-motivated through the passionate pursuit of their pastimes. And I so disagree. I, and, and well, well, if that's, I think he's completely contradicting himself, because if that's the case, then you can't say to your teenager, eh, you figure it out what you're doing this summer because they will definitely sleep until noon and then take an hour long shower and then be on their phones like that. That's that's good with them. If you want them to develop a passionate pursuit of their pastimes, there must be somewhere they need to be every day. And you have to put structure in. I think it's fine to have structure. I think it's better in the summer to have as little structure as you can manage. Like we have a my sister-in-law's in-laws have a lake house that they let us go to for 10 days at the end of the summer every year. And it's totally, it's, we have five kids under nine, nine and under now. And we go and the rule is there's one hour of screen time per day. And that's the rule. And the rest of the day is theirs to figure out. And there's a ton of adults. So if someone's like, Hey, I want to go out on the sailboat. Like, okay, let's see if there's an adult around to help you with that. But they figure out a lot to play. They play a ton of hide and seek. They run around the yard. They, they have some gay croquet. They kind of structure a day. And 
I must return to my screed because I feel like the disservice that many of us, and I include myself in this, I'm screeding at myself because I'm trying to resist this right now, is that the sort of specialness of the life that we are creating for a lot of kids these days, including my own, which is like one week of YouTube camp. And next week, it's like these incredibly specialized <laughs> YouTube camp. There is a YouTube camp. My kids want to go to it. Like, that, now that's, to I'm going to do a screed against that. Don't don't send your kid to YouTube camp. That's, they don't they don't need any more. But how to make that. and edit YouTube videos like whatever your kid can think of. And, and God bless capitalism. Like someone's there to be like, what are kids into? There's Minecraft camp. There's going to be Fortnite camp. I'm sure like there's Everything a kid can think of, someone's like, hey, I could make a buck making a camp out of that. Every week, another special journey of learning into this specialized stuff. It's just so unlike what life is really like. It just worries me that like summer camp has become this exploration of these high-end things for, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't have to be. So my 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 um, my teenager, what he's doing this summer is he's going to um, a sleepaway camp for for five weeks in New England. It's his fifth summer. And this camp is, as you said, it's getting bitten by bugs. It's, you know, take out a rowboat if you feel like it. It's, um, they used to call it color war. Now they call it like bow and arrow week, like the whole, the whole camps and, you know, um, you know, it's like the right. half the camp fights the other half the camp and they have like potato sack races and who, who can drop an egg from the top of the camp. I mean, this camp is low. It's camp. It's lo-fi. Yeah, it right. is. And, 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 um, it, the, the best thing about it is there are no, there are no phones. There are no screens. They don't watch a movie the whole time they're there. Phones actually don't work there. Like, it's funny. You go for parenting day and you've got to like drive up and down the state highway trying to find a little spot so you can check your work emails because right. there's, it, there's just no hope for you. And, and this is, I think, the greatest gift I can give my kid is five weeks off the grid. And all you learn about, all you learn at that camp is how to successfully like figure out your own day and be away from home in, you know, and, and not lose your bathing suit on day two. And I, I think that that's a, a fabulous thing you can give your kids. But I support um, this camp to point out the obvious or perhaps not the obvious. This is not a cheap camp. Right. It's not. This is a, you know, because I'm so I'm wary of saying to everybody, hey, just when the, when your kids are old enough, when it's old, just just send them to the woods, let them run around. They take their phones. They have to have this experience. It's the closest they'll come to the way we grew up. But it's like a thousand dollars a week, right? And I would argue very, very, very strenuously that that sounds awesome, but you don't need that to have that experience. Uh, I I think he does need that to have that experience. My teenager, he needs to okay, go somewhere. Okay, but most. But but many people, like my kids, don't need to go to that camp to have that experience. They will when they're 15. Yeah, maybe. They will when they're 13. I think there's a difference. Like my, my, my nephews who are, you know, six and four and three, they can have a whole day. My, my six-year-old nephew had a whole, he read a book on how to make monsters, you know, how to scare your parents by making scary monsters to have around the house. And he's like, we're all set. We're set for like a month, guys. Here's our plans. We're going to make zombies. And this kid is so into his own activities. And so I agree, like for that kid, it's just like go to the craft store, buy him whatever he wants, and then get out of the way. Right, he's got he's got day. plans, and that and and absolutely that kid should not be being dragged to every you know YMCA whatever because because he's making up his own world for him and his brothers. But I fear that when those same kids are you know fourteen, twelve, they're going to be all sitting on the couch looking at their iPads. Yeah, it, it's it's just really hard to fight against that. And sure, you can say to your kid, you're not going to have screens, but when they're spending time with their cousins or their friends who do, then it's really useless. Yeah, I mean, I, it's hard for me to speak to because I don't have a kid that age, but there must be a solution that's somewhere between those two things. Well, so Nancy Alton, that that wrote this article on Let Your Team Be Bored this summer, mm -hmm. that I didn't, didn't totally, you know, buy the... Um, conclusions that that the person she was quoting was drawing but she did say i liked this she said here's a way to start you agree with your teen about a time of day or even a day of the week when you both will deliberately disengage from technology and of course there's the rub that you have to do it also right and she's like use you know use the exciting she calls them the first few heady weeks of summer when it feels like i'll never have any obligations ever again right but that's a good time to unplug and let's let's do this together um i do i do think it's you have to have a lot of structure around let's not have screens. It's it's something you have to really forcibly put in place or maybe drive them to a place in New England where there is no cell service. <laughs> 
Or, I mean, uh, a lot of the advice, which I think is reasonable advice, but it is it puts the parents so at the center of the interaction. You know what I mean? We have a town pool that's, I don't know, it's maybe like, it's $500 for the whole summer, let's say. It's not bad. We're, I'm home, so I can take them. But even like if I wasn't here, I could take them. It's like, we're going to the pool for six hours. You're not bringing a screen to the pool. Like, first of all, it's wet. You're not bringing a screen to the pool. No one's bringing a screen to the pool. We live in a kind of town where you go and there's 10 kids from every grade at the pool. So that that makes it easier. Like you go and there's a guaranteed, and there's like a foosball table and a ping pong table and there's a playground and there's also just like teens lying around on blankets and talking. Like, I think there are ways to structure it that don't have to be like, you and I are going to make a pack together, you know, adult and child to do this. Like, we're just going to go spend time in places and you might be really bored. Yeah. Bring a book. That gets, um, you know, people, parents of sullen teens and tweens are like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go to the I mean, I can't, can't speak to it because I don't have a teenager, but see how that goes. It just feels to me like this was not, yes, we didn't have the same kind of screens, although we did have TV, you know, I mean, we didn't have the same screen stuff, but like our summers yeah, were but the not, Brady bun- you know, the Brady Bunch was on at four, but there wasn't any really anything on at one. There was, uh, it was so, so you just operas. feel like the world has changed so epically from screens that like the days when we were teens where we would just sit around and be bored and like lie around the beach and like be bored all day, that that would just be completely taken over by like, I want to be inside with my screens. I do. Well, of course, when I, when I was a teenager, I had jobs. Like right. Starting- and the other, that's the other thing I was going to say. I had a job. Yeah. When I was 14, I had a job. No, I think it was like 12 hours a week or something, but I had, I had somewhere to be. Yeah. Um, and that's that's harder now too. They like you were saying, even the camp counselors. There's a there's a um, camp that I wanted Connor to volunteer at this summer. He's 15. They want college students. Huh. He's and even at 15, this camp that he's going to, it's this counselor and training. I mean, talk about it. Talk about a system. He's still paying to go. He'll, he might be a counselor there eventually, but they have this you know this long structured buildup where they're when they're teenagers, they're still. They're in, they get in a tough spot. They're kind of too young for for jobs. It's hard to get a job at Wendy's these days if you're 14 years old. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I, and I want him. And P.S. Soon enough, these kids are supposed to be. We're not even talking about the like. You have to be working at the New York Times and and, and also, um, you know, backpacking through Australia in order to have something to say on your college application. All that for nonsense. Sure. So this resist this. Yeah. So this summer for this kid, I'm like, yeah, you worked really hard this year. You just do whatever you want. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. But it's not I, nothing. I think in general that home. is something that's like. I mean, my my nephews and nieces went through that, and they were super bright kids and did really well in school. And my sister-in-law was always kind of like, wait, do I have to buy into this crazy thing where like I'm supposed to send them to like Guatemala to quote unquote build an orphanage, but really you're just like paying someone money for them to go and like build an orphanage, even though it's it, or whatever crazy or like make a million phone calls until you can find someone who can let them intern at the New York Times, whatever crazy like high end thing. And she was like, yeah, I'm just not going to do any of that. You can opt out of that stuff. You can, and 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 especially if you live kids in all a, did great. Some some people live in towns where like the high schoolers can lifeguard or scoop ice cream or babysit. Yeah. or I know? do think it's a little unique to New York City. Some of the stuff that you're talking about because like our I think you can lifeguard in my town at 16, and you can also just jump on your bike in the morning, and like all the kids are going to be playing soccer at this field. All the kids are going to be playing ba- basketball at the field. It's a little bit looser in terms of like go out the door in the morning and there's still like a lot going on. But again, you know what this gets back to the, the, the thing I want to be sure to acknowledge, which is all this is easy. Like, let's just go to the pool for six hours because there's a parent who's home and able to take them these places. And, and what happens when you're, you know, you've, working parents, one, two, however many parents are, are working, there's nobody home with the kids, then these become, so somebody I know, MP Dunleavy, she wrote a story for Time, and she called it the unconscionable cost of summer camp. She and her spouse both work full time, 11 weeks of childcare for a nine-year-old kid, and it cost them, um, she says it cost $12,000 for three summers. So, so it's basically $4,000. Wait, for a what age kid? Uh Nine, like seven, eight, nine. Oh, nine year, okay, yeah. 11 yeah. weeks. She's got to figure out 11 weeks of where is this kid going to be, you know, from nine to five, Monday through Friday. Yep. And getting that done was about $4,000 a summer. 
And yeah. she stopped and thought about it. I mean, it's certainly, a, it's it's not something we talk about budget for, right? There, it's, it's a huge, it's a huge chunk of, of time to plan for. And so it's easy to be like, well, let's just, let's just all let them hang out all day. But that's, what if that's not an option for you? They can get kind of expensive. Yeah, I mean, our school basically, and I think a lot of schools do have this. They have like a day camp that basically mirrors the day, the school day. And that's how our day camp is. Like you leave school, you leave school. I think there's a week off and then day camp starts and day camp is, it's pretty much the exact same thing as school. Cause it's basically geared towards those parents who they have their care schedule worked out. And so then you go into day camp and then it's basically the same hours as school. Right. But does that go all summer? Our kids, our kids school has a, um, a summer camp, but I think it only goes for two weeks and I'm sure that's because people ours is six so it's it. most of summer but then there's the last people are always like what do you do in the last three weeks of summer what do you do in the last three weeks of summer because it's six I think the camp is six weeks and then there's three weeks lag before you go back right. to school and those three weeks then you have to just cover with you have to just cover with camp yeah. that you have to pay for or you have to pay a caregiver to do it right KJ Delantonia we know KJ she we has love, a podcast called KJ. Uh, M, hashtag M writing yes. very good Yes. So she she um, used to be in charge of the Motherload uh, blog of the New York Times, the sort of parenting desk. And she she looked into the costs of summer. She wrote this in 2012. So costs have gone up since then. But she said the the average in the United States, the average per child cost of summer fun is six hundred dollars. Families that she says more affluent families will spend twice that per kid. Will spend twelve hundred dollars. That and seems like no money. I would have thought it was exactly you were say three thousand dollars. I, no, I think that yeah, this must be this must be including like you know camps in Montana that are forty dollars for the summer or something. I don't know. I mean, like, our town be- camp is like that. It's super cheap. You know, our like little like everyone gets a matching orange t shirt and the teenagers kind of half watch them. <laughs> yeah, and actually, but she I want to give her credit because she actually made the point in this story. And I was like, oh, right, that the, that the study didn't track. And it's an obvious point that you have to spend more if there isn't a parent home. For sure. you got to cover the and, hours. And they, didn't, and they didn't track that. So as a country, in 2012, we spent about $16 billion on what our kids are going to do this summer. <laughs> and that was in 2012. So payments.com says now it's about $18 billion, which is... Um, it's roughly as valuable as the state of New Mexico, an $18 billion. <laughs> Let's just send our kids to New Mexico for the summer and be like, you owe us this somehow, New Mexico. And they'll be like, wait, what did we do? <laughs> New Mexico's beautiful in the summertime. Now, that's that's a place where you probably can just go outside and come back when it's dark. Oh, New Mexico. Maybe I'll move We're to New Mexico. There. Maybe that's the, the goal. Anyway, $18 million, it's a lot of money, and it's not a, um, that's why we're all so stressed, because it's like, it's a lot to figure out. It's and a lot of moving pieces. It's a lot of moving pieces. Uh, I feel like that's a good yet depressing time to take a break. <laughs> Don't be depressed, because when we come back, uh, I have some good ideas for uh, things to do with your kids this summer that aren't, that won't break the bank, not too expensive. Oh, come save us, Amy. All right, we'll be right back. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses, first two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we? say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Amy, when I'm dehydrated, I get headaches. I get cranky and I don't feel good in general. Also, I am dehydrated a lot of the time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because being good with the water bottle is one thing, but getting that sodium and potassium with the fluids turns out that is the key to seeing 
optimally hydrated. So whether you're looking to hydrate during your workout, while traveling, or at the end of a long night, Sports Research Hydrate Electrolytes have got you covered with over 65 trace minerals, 7 essential vitamins, and coconut water powder. Crisp and refreshing without any sugar, this is hydration powered by Sports Research. Each box has 16 little stick packs that you can take on the go, whether you're headed to an exercise class, a night out with friends, or a podcasting conference. And did we mention they come in delicious flavors from raspberry lemonade to cherry pomegranate. Stay hydrated with Sports Research Hydrate Electrolytes. Visit sportsresearch.com and use the code WHATFRESH at checkout for 50% off your purchase of Hydrate. That's S-P-O-R-T-S-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H dot com, sportsresearch.com, and use code WHATFRESH for 50% off your Hydrate Electrolytes order. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use fresh to get $100 off your lumen. That is l-u-m-e-n dot m-e, lumen.me, and use the code fresh at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. And now, the alternate guide to summer camps from the What Fresh Hell podcast. Garage camp. Each week, you get to go to a different family's home and clean out their garage. Explorer's camp. There's a few trees at the end of our yard. Go explore them. Practical skills camp. First week, let's learn how to use the washer and dryer. Next up, folding. Take your child to work camp. Look, mommy's got a spreadsheet due at noon. So see if you can make a bracelet out of these paper clips or something. Pool camp. We're going to the pool. No, it's not time to go home yet. Well, find a book. Get a job camp. Hey, kid, you're 14. Get a job. 80s camp. Okay, you guys ride bikes around town in hopes of finding a friendly alien. You didn't find him? Keep trying. Camp's not over. Trampoline camp. Look, our neighbor has a trampoline. And I'm going to figure out a way to invite ourselves over there. Like, every day. YouTube camp. I give up. Just go watch some stuff on YouTube. That guy has pants on, right? Grandma camp. You're going to grandma's. I'll pick you up at some point in August. Oh, Amy, you know how we said we were going to read more in 2017? And then we said we were going to read more in 2018 on our goals episode? Every year. I say it every year. How's it going for you? It's not going so well. I have have a stack of books on my nightstand. Um... The spirit is willing, but I'm really tired. (laughs) But the the mind needs rest. Uh, I've been trying to work my way through that beautiful friend. I mean, it's a great book, but like I'm reading 10 pages a night. Like I should wrap that up by 2019. Okay. Well, good luck with that. But listen, this brings us to this week's sponsor, which I love, which is Annerlunda Books. They publish what they call short reads. Do you know what a short read is? It's a read that doesn't take that long. Okay. That's what they do. They publish ebooks and then they publish print books as well. So yeah. like you can read it on a reader or you can read it paper. I'm a paper, as you know. So, th- so this week I'm actually reading one of their books. It's called Both Sides of My Skin by Elizabeth Trock. It's four essays about motherhood, very moving, and I really recommend it. And it's 110 pages long. I mean, I read it a couple days this week. I had a couple of commutes and I like tore through it. And I was so proud of myself because I wasn't on my phone. I was reading a book and then Aww. I actually finished it. What a feeling of accomplishment. for you, Amy. Yeah. But you finished a book. Um, and it's not just... Um, not just like motherhood and stuff. Not no. just motherhood. There's sci-fi books. They have romance books. Um, ghost stories. Really? Anna Linda's criteria is that it just has to be 
really entertaining or really informative, which sounds like a certain podcast you guys already like. That's exactly. That is literally the criteria that we always talk about. It's got to be entertaining or informative. We think you should check out Annerlunda books, which are available wherever ebooks are sold, or you can check them out at annerlundabooks.com. Guys, I'm going to spell it for you. It's A-N-N-O-R, Anner, L-U-N-D-A, Lunda. One word, Annerlunda books. It's short writing that's long on quality. Okay, we're back to be saved by Amy. All right. With cheap ways to... Not break the bank. I figured let's solve this problem. So I loved this this article. Uh, Kelly Birch wrote this for Daily Worth. Summer adventures for kids that won't break the bank. I like these ideas a lot. And I'm going to put the link up on our website, which is whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. So she has some she has some good tips, I thought, some good ideas. Um, Open the door. Tell them not to come back until the lights come on. <laughs> That's those. That's Margaret Abel's is extremely my, brief. I don't know. Summer adventures yeah, for kids. That's Go my outside. advice. Lock the front door. She says, "I thought these were all really good. Annual passes are a great money saver. The to the like. There's a there's a water park where I, near where I grew up in in Scranton, Pennsylvania, that makes has a very reasonable season pass for." you know, for people who live there. So some people are driving an hour to go to this thing. But if you live nearby, you can go all you want in the summer for, I think it's a hundred bucks a person or something. I don't know. But if you, you can make it very worth your while. National parks that might be near you have very cheap passes. National passes. Yeah, they can be expensive to, or like the Bronx Zoo is very expensive to go to once. We live at the Bronx Zoo, yeah. Do you have a, do you have a season pass? Amy, who do you think you talk it to? Amateurs? Of course I have a season pass. (laughs) And then it's like, then it's a free parking, all the rides are free, ride that wild safari monorail every time. Yeah. 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 Of course. Please. Yeah. The next one was use the library. That's another Margaret Abel's tried and true. Come on, people. The library is where it's at. But she, there's, there's a couple of good things about the library. First of all, well, first of all, you can go to the library. Second, they have friendship bracelet making and you know, playing with robots and Lego time. And they, they usually have a whole slate of children's activities, but they also have a lot of libraries have passes that you can borrow. Have you ever done yep. this? Of course. Like they have four passes the to the museum and you can check out the passes and then go to this museum or this place for free and then bring back the passes. And you have access not just to your local library, but the other libraries that might be in the same system and you can sometimes get their passes. And that's a good, it's a good tip, I think. It's um, a great tip. The library. It's there all summer. The library. And ours has like a reading club. You know, you get a leaf for every book you read and keeps everybody reading. Yes. It's good I, stuff. That's what I did in the summertime. I would walk back and forth from our local library and and buy and get like stacks of Agatha Christie. This is what I did when I was like 11 or 12. I read like two Agatha Christie novels a week and I had, because I, I wanted those leaves on that tree. It was so, so important to me. I, I just, and I, I don't, I don't come at me and I'll come back and apologize when I have a tween and a teen and it didn't come true for me, but like nothing's changed. Those things are still available to us for all ages. I know. It's just hard to you, make it more appealing. It's hard to make that more appealing than Fortnite and YouTube and your friends on Instagram. I would agree and I understand it, but at a certain point, it's like the screens, and we talked about this in our screen time episode, the screens have an absolute about them that like our rule is basically you can watch screens until mom and dad wake up and then you have one other hour in the day. That's it. Then you got to figure out something to do with yourself. Like my kids can get on their bike, ride to the library, pick out books and they're not allowed to yet. They're too little to do it, you know? But it's like the freedom of the town is yours. Yeah, but there's still structure around screens. There has to be some structure. There has to it. be structure around the screen rules are just absolute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, figure that, figure out that structure however you do it. And, and if you can find ways to have your kids not be home and not with their phones. That's the, that's the easiest, that's the easiest, that's the easiest of yeah. all. Right. Yeah. So she has, she has another, another um, tip that you should check your local parks and rec because sometimes they do free activities. So we had a summer where we were moving from Los Angeles to New York. We bought a house in New York and the house lit- I mean, it was literally like we had the moving truck packed. We were starting to drive the next morning. We got a call And the deal on the house had fallen through. So our house was completely packed. We were like completely out, like scrubbed, ready to go. And how old are the kids? Just set the the table for us here. They're they're teeny. The the kids were like six, four, and three, I think. Little. So then there was this whole moment of like, do we 
bring everything back in the house, unpack the moving van and like admit defeat. And I just mentally couldn't do it. I'm like, we're driving, we're going. And we just drove out and we drove to Texas to my in-laws house where we ended up spending an unexpected 12 weeks in the summer in Texas, which is very, very hot. I don't know (laughs) if you've heard this about Texas. (laughs) You don't say. So we're like, we're, you know, completely stressed. We're between homes. We have nowhere. We're basically, we've jumped off the cliff and there's no ground. Like we have nowhere to actually land. I'm flying to New York to try to find a house and we've got nowhere to go. And one of the first things I did was I went to the local rec center and I was like, what do you got? And I went to the library. Those are the two places I went. And the library was like four o'clock on Tuesdays. We have make your own Legos, two o'clock story time. And then the rec center is like, oh, at the little theater in town, there's a guy who presents animals on this day. There's a magician who performs on this day. And again, my kids were really little at the time. Even now, now that we go in the summer, I go right away. I'm like, what do you have going on? And it's like for teens, there's like a Harry Potter day at the library, whatever, tweens, you know, like older Mm -hmm. kids. It's a great resource and it's F-R-E-E free. In New York City, they actually have kayaking on the Hudson River that you can just go like down to the park and, and you can take uh, take kayaks out in the Hudson River and, you know, boats in Central Park and stuff. So, yeah, you have to you just have to you have to have you have to have the bandwidth to be, to get a little creative. But that stuff is available and it's free. Lot, every town, ta- like if you really dive in, you know, it's there's there's a lot going on most places. She has another tip, Kelly Birch, that I thought was okay. pretty good. She said, check Groupon. Groupon's always good. Like Groupon, I mean, I think of that as a place you look for keratin treatments or something, but but that they sometimes have good deals on amusement parks and things like that. Amusement parks and like our local mall has like a ropes course, you know, just all sorts of like things that you wouldn't, escape rooms, like things you wouldn't necessarily think to do. This is what I find. We do the six-week town camp, which is like cheap, 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 cheap. And then the kid, they take the kids everywhere. They go to like all the local amusement parks. They take them to the movies. They like do lots and lots of outings. They're at the pool all day. It's like fun, fun, fun. <laughs> a bunch of people in the town are like, I feel like my kid's outgrowing town camp. I'm like, well, don't have your kid talk to my kid because my kid's going to town camp till the very last day. Like I, there is no such thing as outgrowing town camp. It's not happening. See, you you're, you're, you don't want to hear it, but there is an, there is the, now, the now growing thing. Well, the, my oh, kids yeah. aren't outgrowing it. That's where they're going. <laughs> but Sorry. they shan't, but yours won't. Yeah, like your your friend may be going to like build a flying robot camp. You're not going. You're going to town. Get your t-shirt on and go hang out with the Surly Camp Counselor because you're not going anywhere else. Are you uh, ready? Are you ready for a little Nancy Wilson tip? I love, love to hear from Nancy Wilson always. This is, um, this is how she did things when she had my, I, I was I was a teenager by this time working at my uncle's insurance agency and she had two little girls they were like three and two four and three um and she and a couple of her mom friends set up something they called play school and i know a bunch of people who still do this yeah and it's just like okay tuesdays everybody shows up at your house and you're you're you know you're kind of on hands-on from nine to one with all of these kids and you're gonna give them, you know, you're gonna give them a snack and make them lunch. And you're going today is going to be, oh, I don't know, play doh day or whatever. But then the rest of the week you're good. Um, and you Co-op bring your kids, camp, basically. Yeah, it's a great idea. I know a lot of people who do it, and I did kind of a version of this. And we used to do one. Um, we should do it again this summer because it's actually really fun. Pizza Fridays, like four o'clock, we all gathered at somebody's house. That person bought pizza and the kids would play for three hours until bedtime. And it's like you're out of the week with Pizza Fridays. It's just got to be nice enough weather that people can play outside. And it's like Friday afternoon starting at four and that person like takes out all their bikes, all their scooters, all their roller skates, all their lawn games, whatever it is. And the moms just would sit around and have a beer or whatever. But the kids would just romp and play for three hours. And then it's like, okay, good. It's seven o'clock. Let's go home and go to bed. Yeah. I mean, this really is the key. It's like, do do what you need to do to have your kids around a lot of other kids who aren't looking at their phones. <laughs> so so you can have right. pizza Fridays, you can go to the town pool, or you, this play school thing, I mean, it would cost you very little. It is, unfortunately, dependent on having a parent who's home. You can't, you right. can't do the co-op play camp. You know who did this? Used to do this, like Jerry Seinfeld used to do this with his kids. And like all the like celebrity kids in the Hamptons had like they did like play camp at each other's houses, like Jerry Seinfeld's kids and Gwyneth Paltrow's kids and stuff would even they did a play camp. So listen, they're just like us. They're they just stars us magazine. They're just, they're like, just us. like us. They have play camps. 
That's hilarious. They're not really you camps. Didn't, you couldn't wangle an invite into Gwyneth Paltrow's play camp? I know. I just heard about them. Oh, man. Come on. Raise your game, Wilson. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the thought is becoming prevalent, especially amongst East Coasty and West Coasty, like city people, that summer is about your, this is your kid's opportunity to learn hyper advanced skills in order to prepare them for college and stand against it. Stand against it, people. That's not what summer is. You, you say, say what you think summer is for, and then I'll say what I think summer is for, because I, I, I wonder if it might be a little different, but let's see. I think summer is for a break from the rigors of the year. Um, I think summer is for relaxation, happy family times. I think summer is for exploring and finding new and exciting things on your own. Not having your parents find those things for you, but finding them for yourself. And I think summer is for building the burgeoning and continuing skills of independence. I totally agree with all those things. I guess it's just you and I come at it differently. And so I'm like, okay, so therefore... I'm going to send my kids away to figure out this stuff for themselves where they have where they have access to to 24 things they could do this morning but they have to pick one and they can't they and they can't you know be in the cabin and there is no cell phone and like they ha- they have they have to go do something and expose them to things that I need to have structure around that that the yeah. way the way I that mean, they but- find fun relaxation and and trying new things and 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 escaping from the routine is in fact by adding structure to the summer not by there not being structure well, I think you can't discount the fact that you live in an apartment in New York City. Like that's right. a whole different, it's such a different world than the world that I live in. I, what I'm fighting against is just much more the idea that like, I, I have an overall view and I feel this way about my kid's school that like every day is like, there's always something special going on at school. It's always exciting. Like everybody is very like well taken care of, all of which is great. But I worry in general, I don't really worry about my kids like not being prepared for college, not being prepared, not speaking enough Mandarin to like survive in the hectic work world. I worry that my kids are going to get into the real world and be like, wait, what? I go to a job every day and it's always the same. And like I'm married to like this person and they're always the same. Like. My fear these days is that we have created an expectation for kids that like every day is a special wonderland. And I want to fight back against that with summer. And I think summer's become even the worst version of that. Where like every day is your mom just thinking, how can I make today a special summer day? And and I, I think we're setting them up for really like a hard time as adults where every day is get up. Look at your same dopey spouse in the face. Give them a kiss. Go to your kind of boring job and come home. Like, life is not a wonderland. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every day can't be a festival of lights, right? Some, day, some days are boring. And, and maybe it's okay if there's a summer Thursday with nothing to do and it's boring. I, I'm all in favor of that. I just think it's like you got to take the phones away and let them be bored. That's that's and Because and, and, then what you find on the other side is it, it's it's the Phineas and Ferb thing, right? There's a hundred days of summer and and we're gonna today we're gonna go to the moon. We're gonna figure this out. You want that's what you want your kids to be doing. Have you heard of the concept of flow? You know what flow is? Like it's I mean, I've heard of a lot of concepts. So this flow, guy but maybe not I, I had to look up how to pronounce about. his name. His name is Mihai Cheek sent Mihai. He's I think look at you Polish. Wilson. And he talks about the concept of flow, which is it's basically like when you're in something and you're and you're enjoying it so much you totally lose sense of time. Okay? It isn't it isn't passive. Like like a marathon runner is in a groove, they're in the flow, right? Great athletes have a lot of flow, great writers have flow, but I think it's important that we help our I think I think summer is a chance for the kids to have to have that activity it's like it's a, it's a high activity level but it's completely low stress it's something that you right. love it's something you love you, doing so much you never want to stop but you started that sentence being like i think it's important that we help our kids do that and that's where i just push back we just push bit. back yeah i i think our kids won't find it without in this day and age our kids won't find that if we let them figure it out for themselves and sit home 
that we have to yeah. we have no, to put I mean, some structure it's around sitting it. Sitting home, being on a phone is not acceptable. Right. My kids do Boy Scouts, and one thing I like a lot about the Boy Scouts is like they give them a knife when they're in the third grade, like a really sharp knife, and it's like, wait, this is a bad idea. Like I had all these three or third graders with like Bowie knives, you know, like really really sharp knives, and I'm like, that seems crazy to me. But like, one thing I like about the Boy Scouts is I always find myself pushed to like. Wait, they have to light their own fire. Don't light the fire for them. But wait They're a minute. Third graders. But, but that's not but but you send them to Boy Scouts. They need to go to Boy Scouts to learn these activities. It isn't it isn't oh, why you're making your kids do stuff. Send them to Boy Scouts so they can get in the state of flow so they can have this activity. They're still going. You're still putting structure around them. There it's maybe the Boy Scouts is you know for for your kids you think Boy Scouts is better than coding camp, but you're still sending them somewhere. It's still structure. Correct. But the Boy Scouts starting in, I think, sixth grade is completely self-led. It's led only by the boys. And I think that's a difference. Like, if there's no parent in the room telling them what to do. There's no teacher. But is there a parent saying, I want you to stick with Boy Scouts? Probably. Probably. But but I just like the concept of, like, trying. I feel like so much of the advice that we read and we think about is, like, adult at the center, kids participating. And one thing I feel that I'm constantly challenging myself to do, and that's what I was saying is what I like about the Boy Scouts is like the activities are like very advanced, I think, for kids. But like then at a certain point, it's like after sixth grade, it's like, okay, you guys go hiking in the woods by yourself and figure it out. Like you have enough. We've taught you some skills. Now you go. And that is a goal and an idea that I like to think about. But they probably need to go. I mean, I'd love for my kids to be Eagle Scouts, but they need to go have that experience, right? They're not going to have that experience without the the structure of the Boy Scouts being a place where they can they can go. So I guess it's like they got to do something. You got to get off the couch. You got to do something. And and I don't think for older kids it's as easy as being like you guys figure it out. But but as right. as little of as little of you at the center as it as it can be. And I also think. Our job is not to prevent our kids from being bored, you know, to or, sure. or to or to solve that every little bit of that problem. Kids need to be bored to solve problems for themselves. But I do think we need to, you know, we need to we need to give them places like the Boy Scouts to play with knives, right? Like they, yeah. they, 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 these, that needs to be there. Yeah, I think we're actually coming to the same conclusion, which is like total lack of structure is not going to work because it's going to fall down to like they're just lying around doing nothing overstructuring, which is like you hand them a schedule in the beginning of the year. And it's like, you're going to Mandarin camp, then coding camp, then you're going to build an airplane camp. Then you're going, I figured out everything. You just show up at these different things. Not great either. There's a sweet spot in the middle. That's like, okay, let's figure out together. What's of interest to you. How can we structure some of that? How can we leave some of that unstructured and just be constantly asking yourself the question, how can I not be the center of this person's relationship with their summer? Right. And, and, and money is an easy way to fix that, but, but money is an easy way to fix it. But if you don't you have to there are other ways, there to are other it. ways and you have to be a little more creative and, and, uh, you can do it. I'll tell you something else that we've been doing, which is really, really fun recently. My kid takes music lessons and there was an electric guitar in the shop and my kids kept looking at it being like, that is amazing. Like a little kid size electric guitar. It was $45. So I was like, fine, I'm getting the electric guitar. And you guys, my, my husband plays guitar. And so we found out that there was a lot of dads in our town who used to be in bands. And so we started in our garage, garage band. So like all the dads who used to play guitar and like nine kids and they work on a song once a week and it's garage band and like they play uh believer I, we will rock you and the dads just help teach them we have a bunch of overturned buckets and one of the dads was a drummer so he had 70 drumsticks so like the kids just play buckets we bought we ended up buying an electric guitar and electric bass total cost of like under 100 bucks and then we bought, bought a microphone that was like 35 dollars there's a lot of like fun creative ways to be like what are people good at like collaborative camp basically and then and hopefully, those kids are in like, flow. in two or three years, those kids just come over and play by themselves. They don't need the dads anymore. That's the goal. Mm. See? Well, yeah, we'll see. It gets it gets harder. It gets harder to get you're, them you're off like, the couch. Well, it doesn't get easier. It gets harder. Even though they could yeah. go somewhere by themselves, why would they? Right. When they could stay it's, on the couch and People, sit. we feel your pain. We got to get them out we of the do. house. They can't come back until dinner time. Plan something, but not too much. I feel like that's where we've landed, Amy. <laughs> 
we're just going to have to we're going to have to compromise with that. We want to hear what your summer plans are. There are so many ways you can tell us. You can go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash whatfreshhellcast. You can find us on Twitter at WFH Podcast. Yeah, I'm going to tweet out some of the articles we talked about today. I'll also put them on our show page, which is whatfreshhellpodcast.com. And oh, you can also find us on Instagram at whatfreshhellcast. And we want to really hear about your summer plans yes. and what you're doing. Like, I feel like what's interesting about Amy and I talking about it is like we live, whatever, 30 miles from each other maybe. And we have really, really different takes on it because like you're in the city, I'm in the suburbs. My kids are little, your kids are older. Like, I think people are going to have a really interesting discussion about summer and what it should be. And I have, I'm so behind on this. I am, I got, <laughs> I got nothing. I got to like oh. hang up and start like, you know, yeah. looking, start Googling camps. All so right, I'll go, I'll get that, to Amy. it. All right. <laughs> good. You better get to that. All right, guys, with that, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Margaret, it's an exciting news day. An exciting news day indeed, Amy. A few years ago, we launched our first spinoff podcast, Toddler Purgatory, hosted by the hilarious Blair Brooks and Molly Lloyd. And guess what? Now Blair and Molly are back with their all-new podcast, Unsticking It. You know Blair and Molly as two busy moms and actors, and somewhere between potty training and the pandemic, they both felt like they lost their creative kaboom. In their new podcast, Unsticking It, they are going to talk about how all of us can get back to what lights us up after motherhood. Amy, I need this. Me too. And Blair and Molly will be talking to fellow imaginative minds. We're talking actors, artists, and creators of all kinds about how we can all unstick ourselves from whatever muck we're stuck in. Follow, subscribe, and listen to Unsticking It wherever you get your podcasts. That's Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life stucks. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.